Welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Kern. Today's poem is by Wallace Stevens, an American modernist poet who lived from 1879 to 1955. He won the Pulitzer Prize for Poetry for his collected poems in 1955. I've read a couple of his poems on the podcast before, including one of his most famous poems, The Idea of Order at Key West. As I've mentioned before, he was actually a uh, lifelong um, employee for an insurance company in Hartford, Connecticut. He was an executive. He was educated at Harvard and New York Law and spent much of his uh, life writing while also in business. The poem that I'm going to read today is called The House Was Quiet and the World Was Calm. It goes like this. The house was quiet and the world was calm. The reader became the book. And summer night was like the conscious being of the book. The house was quiet and the world was calm. The words were spoken as if there was no book, except that the reader leaned above the page, wanted to lean, wanted much most to be the scholar to whom his book is true, to whom the summer night is like a perfection of thought. The house was quiet because it had to be. The quiet was part of the meaning, part of the mind the access of perfection to the page. And the world was calm, the truth in a calm world in which there is no other meaning itself is calm. Itself is summer and night. Itself is the reader leaning late and reading there. In his book, How to Read a Poem, Edward Hirsch had some thoughts on this, uh, this particular poem. And I'll go ahead and share them with you because he could say things much better than I could. So you can just uh, consider this show uh, a curation of poems and thoughts about poems <laughs> by people who know what they're talking about. This is what he wrote. Stephen's poem is so fulfilling because it enacts the texture and feeling of the experience of reading late into the night. It's not a report, but a dramatic realization in the form of a meditative lyric a poem that moves on the wings of eight stately two-line stanzas. At one moment, for example, the words seem to come to the fictive reader unmediated by the printed letters on the page, by the actual physical object of the book itself, as in, the words were spoken as if there was no book. And he merges with his chosen text, as in, the reader became the book. At another moment, however, he feels himself distanced and hovering over the very same book as in the reader leaned above the page. Reading is recreated here as a physical activity as well as a mental action, an act of attention, a quest, the fulfillment of a desire. The house was quiet and the world was calm is a poem of spiritual attainment that locates and focuses the transaction between the reader, the book, the house, the night, and the world. The poem establishes a correspondence between the inner realm of the house and the outer one of the cosmos. It's as if the quietness of the dwelling rhymes with the calmness of the universe on a summer night. The preposition is twofold. The house was quiet and the world was calm. Daily life, the daylight world itself, is suppressed. The poem takes place at night in order to establish a scene of autonomous solitude. No one else seems to be stirring nearby. The world sleeps and the reader is alone with his book. So too this must be a summer night because summer is the season of plentitude and fulfillment. The reader in Stephen's poem is a poetic quester a pilgrim in search of a vivid transparency. He wants to transform himself into the scholar to whom his book is true. 
That desire in turn leads to an even greater one, since this scholar wants to be the one to whom the summer night is like a perfection of thought. He seeks an utter realization of mind, and indeed the phrase, a perfection of thought, puts one in the range, in the unlimited mental space, the cosmos of the divine. The house was quiet and the world was calm, gives us access through a third-person center of consciousness to a reader's mind in a state of complete receptivity. It moves into a part of the mind that often seems unavailable to us, that is not antagonized. It dramatizes and recreates that consciousness, and thus provides us with the deepest form of mental nourishment. This is a poem of the spirit, because it triggers a vital principle within the poem, which is part of its meaning. One might even speculate that the poem itself is only fully realized when the reader of Wallace Stevens' poem becomes exactly like the reader within his poem, finding an access to wholeness or perfection, leaning late and reading there. Well, there's a lot going on in that um, by Edward Hirsch, and maybe I should do a whole podcast unpacking that itself. But the beautiful thing about a podcast is you can always re-listen to something. And if you want to learn more, I think more about this poem and, and about Edward Hirsch, check out Edward Hirsch's How to Read a Poem. For now, I'll just read this poem one more time for you and then leave you to uh, ruminate like the character in the poem. So, The House Was Quiet and the World Was Calm by Wallace Stevens. The house was quiet and the world was calm. The reader became the book and summer night was like the conscious being of the book. The house was quiet and the world was calm. The words were spoken as if there was no book, except that the reader leaned above the page, wanted to lean, wanted much most to be the scholar to whom his book is true, to whom the summer night is like a perfection of thought. The house was quiet because it had to be. The quiet was part of the meaning, part of the mind, the access of perfection to the page. And the world was calm. The truth in a calm world, in which there is no other meaning, itself is calm, itself is summer and night, itself is the reader, leaning late and reading there. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you.